Salam guys, how are you? Hope you're having a great week. This is the first episode of Life with Dean, and it is a new podcast that we're starting uh, with the hopes of reaching younger Muslims or maybe like middle-aged Muslims that uh, are having troubles with Western ideals or living in a Western world. You know, things like that. We're just trying to keep it simple and uh, keep it relatable. So, but my name is Wally. I've been a revert for about less than a year. Uh, probably about six, seven months now. And so far, it's been very good. I've had a very good experience. Um, I reverted while incarcerated, so I had a very different experience than maybe most reverts have in the U.S. or in surrounding countries. But, um, yeah, that's me. My name's Wally, so. Okay, my name is Noor. I'm a guest on the show, so thanks for having me. I'm 23. Yes, I'm 23 years old, and I've been Muslim my whole life. Um, I just moved to the U.S. I lived abroad my whole life, most of my life, um, specifically in the United Arab Emirates. Most people call it Dubai. So I have a very different experience with Islam because I grew up around it. And yeah. So I guess like a lot of people might be listening from the United States assuming and they probably either have been to Dubai they've either lived there or they've never been to an Arabic country before so can you like tell us a little bit about like what it's like living in Dubai okay um well obviously more Arabs more people are Muslim there so you get to see the culture more often um, so you get to see more girls that are, you know, wearing or covering themselves. More modest. More modest, yeah. It's not like everyone's covering themselves, but you definitely see it more often than you do here. And more Arabic. Everything's in Arabic, um, which I think is, is, it's not exactly, you know, that important to practice Islam, but it definitely plays a role. Um, also, you learn about it in school, so that's a really big one. So you learn how to pray, you learn about Quran at such a young age, and I think that's the biggest difference, honestly. Just even non-Muslims there, they're so used to seeing Islam around them, not necessarily practicing it. They don't have to attend, you know, Islamic classes, but they definitely know about prayer they know about fasting you know they know about ramadan um so they're more familiar with it i think that's a big one because over here you come here and people don't really know that much so you say ramadan you have to explain what it is or you say i gotta pray and they see you pray they're not used to seeing that so that's the biggest difference there i think that's really interesting because over here, like how you said people are, like how they generally act, um, generally people over here, and I've grown up around Muslims and non-Muslims, but majority non-Muslims. So like my experience is completely different from yours, but um, from what I've seen personally, like people that look at um, 
the Arabian culture or the Middle Eastern culture, uh, they kind of look at it and they look at it with a mindset of, oh, uh, you know, they want to repress women or they want to, they want to, um, you know, be very strict about things. And in some ways, the strictness is kind of true, I guess. But also we have to remember that as a country in the West, we have no real history. Like we have a history that's built on oppression. So I don't think we really have the right to talk about oppression in any way, shape or form. And people are just misinformed about what Islam really is and how it you're supposed to respect women and how it's really a woman's choice whether or not she wants to wear you know a covering of some sort and like as people in general we have to respect other people's views and beliefs as their own and we can't force anything upon anyone you know so i like how in a in arabian countries non-muslims can go over there and be surrounded by a completely different culture and they can experience it for what it is and you know there's always going to be people that are like oh you should be a, mu a muslim and you should do this and that and this and that there's always going to be people like that but i feel like um they're more tolerant than uh, like a middle eastern countries are a lot more tolerant than people really give them credit for and you know every country has their every country has their own issues and that's something that we, we could um start talking about is being a muslim in the u.s is very discriminatory uh, people, they look at you and they think, oh, he's a terrorist or he he's very angry or he's aggressive and stuff like that. And coming from a background of that violence and having people around me where they already know, you know, the things that people have done in the community and that aren't so good. And people look at that and they just assume, oh, you just accepted Islam because it matches your lifestyle beforehand, but it's completely different. And I feel like a lot of people just don't take the time to do the research and, um, you know, and the proper education that you need to even have a conversation about another religion. They don't even, you know, they don't really care about that. So. Yeah, I agree, I agree with a lot of what you said. And I think there's misinformation from both ends. Um, people here look at that area of the world as being oppressive like you said they think um you know they're not advanced they're not open-minded but they need to understand like it's very different now um those countries have opened up to a lot of western ideas they've become quote-unquote westernized and in a lot of ways um and you don't see that that often obviously I lived in Dubai, and Dubai is kind of a different, um, kind of different because over there people are really into the Western culture. They dress like people here. They talk like people here. It's kind of different. I think maybe if you go to other Muslim countries like, mm, like Jordan or the Sham countries, like Palestine, you're definitely going to find people that still stick with you know, that kind of backwards culture that's not Islamic. It's not Islamic, but it's always been associated with Islam because people that, a lot of people that practice Islam follow these kind of cultures. Um, there's also information, misinformation there about how people or Muslims are treated here. You know, we see videos of people being racist or you hear on news about um, 
people targeting Muslims or like Muslim attacks and they just think that you come to the West and that's all you're going to see. People aren't open to you or open to the idea of Islam. They're not going to accept you. And that's not true. I mean, I haven't lived here permanently for that long, but I did come here almost every summer and I never experienced that kind of discrimination. You just, you're never going to know till you go there. People aren't, you know, going to look at the internet and get, you know, a genuine idea of what it's actually like. But like we say, you can't trust everything on the internet and you have to go and see for yourself to actually get an idea of what it's like. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really true. Um, because a lot of the media, you know, they either to portray the really good side of things or they portray the worst of things and they don't really give space for the normal things that happen every day. Everyday things, yeah. Like I say, like I said, um, Muslim, Muslims are, are discriminatized in the U.S. You know, they're, for the most part they are, but in everyday life. I think it depends where you live. I think yeah. it depends where you live. If you're going to live in like more closed off towns or like in the south uh, where people are, you know, where people discriminate not just against Muslims, but against colored people in general, then what are you going to expect, you know? Right, right. And I mean, like, that's tr that's very true. It's very true. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's obviously it's not. It's not. Yeah, um, they're not only targeting Muslims; they'll target anyone that doesn't look like them. Yeah, or act like them, and because a lot of times they'll um, they'll give passes to people who you know kind of conform to their ideas and stuff like that, which is not right at all. And we should always be tolerant of other people's beliefs and not really care about where they're from. Live and let live. Yeah, right. That's actually a good saying. I like that. But I feel like having to deal with discrimination, um, for the most part, in everyday life, you know, we kind of try to center ourselves around people who also believe in our beliefs or have similar beliefs or are yeah. tolerant if we have different beliefs. So we don't really always associate with people who are discriminatory. But, you know, there are occasions where you come across people who are rude for no reason and i feel like they're really just they really just do that because they either are scared of something that's different or they just are having a bad day and they want to take it out on somebody and so that's right so i mean whenever that happens and this has happened to me while i've been incarcerated where someone's come up to me and they've you know tried to make a joke or like try to mock me while i'm praying or doing my salah and for the most part you know you just have to ignore them and just let them believe what they want to believe or you could take another approach and try to educate them in a in a friendly manner try to sit down with them when they have the opportunity to or just you know come up to them friendly and play it cool and and see ask them hey why why do you think that way you know like and yeah usually i it's think just misinformation you know um that's a really important thing i think as muslims in a country where the majority of people are not muslims we have a huge responsibility to represent our, our religion the right way, the proper way. Right. So the way you react to such situation is really, really important. Um, 
you can, and you said about you talked about you know surrounding ourselves with with people that practice the same religion that's really important and i would advise anyone that you know that's you know, moving here um starting off here and you know you're worried about your dean you're about um not praying because you don't hear the adhan which is a big one you know not hearing the adhan five times a day and not having that reminder is that it's a big deal for some people so i think that's the biggest biggest advice is to surround with yourself with people that practice the same religion and that way you'll feel like you're not losing it you're not um dismissing yourself from the same culture from the same practices and you're going to feel right at home you're not going to feel like the different environment is going to affect you dean so that's like my biggest advice for people that are afraid of losing touch with their dean because they're moving here yeah it's very important to surround yourself with people who share the same morals and values as you because if you don't you can easily become normalized to whatever you know whatever sins they may be doing whatever temptations that, that may be coming to them whether it be alcohol or drugs or just profanity or you know that's something that i really struggle with is profanity i've always grown up around people who have used it regularly like in every sentence so it's something that i'm definitely working on but you know, surround yourself with people that remind you of God. Exactly, exactly. And that's a really good, that, that, I like that. So we should definitely, you know, make a whole podcast about that. So, but. Yeah. I like. So, I'm, like, friends that are going to be like, hey, it's time to pray. Let's, you know, pause for five minutes. Yeah. You don't, it's not easy. It's not easy to find people like that. Not even here, not only here, but over there, it's the same, like, idea because. Just because it's a Muslim country doesn't mean everyone's practicing. Yes, they are Muslim. That doesn't mean they're practicing. That doesn't mean they're going to stop their day and go pray. That doesn't mean they're going to talk about the Quran, read about the Quran. So it's it's a struggle there as well. It's not only something you struggle with here. That's interesting because normally, you know, as a, a revert who's never been to a, Yeah, a you would country, think everyone yeah, was like that. Really on their demon no. and... No, no, no. You struggle with the same things. You struggle with people drinking alcohol around you, with, you know, tempting you to smoke, tempting you to go out and, you know, do to sin, basically. It's the same thing, but I will say it is easier to find the good crowd than it is here because obviously more Muslims, more chances of finding good Muslims. Um, but you do struggle with that there, too. Because I, I think it's important to let um people who either have converted or have lived over here and never have visited like that's important to let them know that because a lot of their views like my view of it when i first became a muslim was oh i, I want to go over there and mm -hmm. because yeah. i'll be surrounded by yeah you know but um i feel like over there everyone's like a mediocre like muslim kind of like not they're still muslim obviously they still have the right beliefs maybe they're not practicing they're just like average muslims and we say this funny thing about um muslims abroad we we say uh, muslims abroad are either like you know they've completely lost their day not practicing you know barely know the five pillars of islam or they're extremist like 
on the extreme end. So we have this idea of Muslims abroad. It's either you go there and you're like so steadfast and holding on to your deen that you become, you know, a bit too extreme or you just let loose. Um, while over there you find people like ranging in the middle. That's pretty, but that's not true. You can definitely live here and be a balanced hum human being. It's a stereotype. It's not a stereotype, but it's just like the idea of what we have of Muslims abroad because it's what people see or hear about. But yeah. So like, um, I feel like the environment is completely different because you don't have that constant, if you don't put it in your life, you can put it in your life. But if it's not already in your life, there's not a constant reminder of Islam in your life other than your prayer and your um, you know, your sunnah acts and things like that. Like you're not really, it's not really like around you. It's not, um, like there isn't like the ability to go to the mass. There is, people. for most Muslims, you know, you have parents that are Muslim, so you have right. that reminder. So you, I mean, if your parents are practicing, obviously every, every family is different, but you definitely see your parents, like you grow up seeing your parents pray. So that's a constant reminder. And as parents, they should be like, hey, did you pray? You know, right. like Islamically, you can go to great lengths to um, get your children to pray. So the, there is that advantage. We can't disregard that. That's good. Because I guess here, like, it's a little bit different because most people, well, I'm from the South, so in the South, most people, you know, it's the Bible Belt. People are majority Christian or atheist or agnostic, but they're definitely not majority Muslim. And so it's a very big thing to revert to Islam if you are from a family who is, say, Christian. Um, it, it's very difficult because a lot of times, even I've had this experience with my own family where you get black sheeped, you get, you know, you get uh, disowned. You, you really do. And it's something that a lot of Muslims don't really think about because they're already Muslim. You know, people who grow up Muslim, they don't really think about that struggle. And it is a very large struggle to deal with because you want your family's approval. You know, you want your family to look at you and be proud of you. And so when they see you doing something different and they are scared of it and they don't agree with it and they are misinformed about things, uh, they will disown you and they will uh, abandon you. And it's something that is a very serious um, struggle that a lot of Muslims deal with when they revert to Islam, especially in the United States. Um, I know in Mexico, there's a very large population of people who are converting to Islam inside of cities and there's always been a Muslim community in that country so it's a little bit easier maybe for them to um, educate their family about things because they see it more often but in America um, most people they just completely close their doors in their life off to people who don't believe in the same things as them and that's why I think it's really important that you know we have a good community of Muslims that we can rely on and come to about our problems or questions, but we also need to be open to the people who are accepting of other religions. You know, they might be asking questions, oh, uh, like what, 
like what does your religion believe in what does islam stand for like what what they might have specific questions about things in islam and i've had a friend that has been like that and he's very close to me and he's asked me oh what um like what do they believe about women or what do they believe about um sin and things like that and what do they believe about jesus and that's a very big thing is a lot of people in the united states do not believe that muslims believe in jesus and or isa and it's very like funny because you know, when you explain it to them, they're just flabbergasted. They have no idea, like, what world they're living in at this point because they've always grown up with the with the belief that Muslims hate Christians and Jews and basically anybody who isn't a Muslim. And that's completely opposite of, of what we stand for. So I think it's really important, that education factor, you know? It's all about education. And Islam is not trying to wipe out history. <laughs> it's inclusive of all prophets. Um, that's really, really something. It comes down to education. It comes down to education. And I feel like, no offense, but you guys lack that here. Yeah. Not you guys, I mean. Um, just America in general lacks that. Um, you know, basics. It, it's not like, because it's not available. It's because no, it's people because don't want to put in the effort to learn about new things. There's that. I mean, students here don't know basic geography. There is a problem. <laughs> yeah. There is a yeah. problem with the education system. Um, I think that's a whole other topic that I'm not, you know, I don't know much about. Right. But I just know that um, you guys put too much focus on, like, American history and American politics and not much else about the world and what goes out, you know, what goes on outside the United States and also I wanted to touch on the idea of like you know struggling to not being you know not being accepted by your family and just having a Muslim community to rely on I think I think we lack that here like whether it's mosques or just like you know get-togethers or some kind of Muslim event I think that stuff should happen more often yeah, it really and should. I, it really should. I completely agree with you on that part, point. Maybe it's out there and just we just haven't been exposed to it. It's there is that definitely out there. I feel like coronavirus just kind of ruined it a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, but most masjids, even when where I'm from, are not open on any days but Friday for two hours. They it's not a place where you can just go and pray during the middle. You know, for yeah, it's not somewhere. Where That's you, crazy. That's crazy yeah, because over is, there. Mosques are open 24-7. You can go any time of day and there's someone reading Quran there. There's someone, you know, praying. Um, during the weekends, there's like Quran school. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities there to meet Muslims that are practicing and that are serious about their deen. You just have to, you know, take that first step of going to the mosque. Over here, I, I still haven't tried yet. But I just... I think that should be more common and easy to access. Yeah, and I feel like a, a big event that changed um, mosques in non-Muslim countries was what happened in New Zealand. And that was a couple years ago. Yeah, it was um, pretty recently. And they basically like shut down all the mosques during non-operational hour, like any other day but friday for two hours and i mean some mosques in maybe bigger cities who have more funding and are more supported financial wise 
can hire security guards for that mm. long and keep it I open. didn't know this. Yeah, it's that was a really big thing that happened. And um, so pretty much every masjid that I've ever heard about or seen has always had a security guard while it's open, um, an armed security guard um, just around the masjid. And because of that incident, and it's crazy to think about that, but it is the reality of it. It's, a, it's also a culture thing. Yeah. I just, uh, I hear about masjids a lot from Muslims that are in the UK. Like, I just hear it so much. Oh, I went to the masjid. Oh, my brother came for the masjid. Like, the masjid, the mosque, the Muslim community there, it's a huge culture in the UK. Yeah. I don't see that much in the States. I never hear about it. I never see it. I think there's one um, state. I think it's Missouri or Michigan. I think it's Missouri has a very large, like, abnormally large Muslim population for whatever reason. There's a lot of... Um, Interesting. There's a lot of Muslim communities there, and they do have halal markets and hmm. like a lot of like it's very Islam oriented, and it's kind of cool to see that in such a weird random place. And New York is like that. I know that um, L.A. I've been there. It's like that. You know, all the bigger cities kind of don't have to really deal with the whole um, like different culture type thing because they already are in. They're already involved with other cultures, so like the whole, um, you know, new things coming in or um, new people and new religions coming in, it's already been kind of, you know, it's already been ingrained into that city's culture. So the bigger cities don't really have to deal with um, the whole discrimination or judgmental type attitude as much as smaller towns do. So. Yeah, and I think as younger Muslims, we should see that and take the initiative to start, you know, new Muslim communities, involve everyone, um, get everyone into like, I don't know, Facebook groups or something where you can plan out things, plan out events, get to meet each other, get to have just you know, Islamic discussions, Islamic lectures, stuff like that. We can definitely do that. You can fund these kind of events, um, put your money into something beneficial like that, put money into making our mosques, you know, better looking, more convenient, more comfy, so more people can come, more inviting. So, yeah, I think as, as younger Muslims that see that problem, we should try to fix that. Yeah, and that was... Um, funny that you brought that up because that is something that I wanted to talk about is the fact that a lot of um, masjids and mosques they aren't very with good reason they aren't very accepting of people who are not Muslim coming and watching over the service because they might not know you know their real intention because a lot of people they come over to the masjids over here and they might be news reporters they might just be regular people who are not Muslim, but a lot of times they come over and they um, are disrespectful. And they come over there with bad intentions. They don't come over there to be accepted. They come over there with the intention of starting drama or, you know, putting up, giving a bad name to a community that isn't bad. And so a lot of... I mean, that's a risk. 
that's a risk you take when you open stuff up to the world. Right. That's a risk you take not only here, but even in other countries. So that's just that's just part of the process. You can't stop the whole um, in like invitations. You can't stop inviting people. Right. You can't stop being open to everyone. You can't stop being a community if you're not ready to take those kind of risks. It's just it comes with. And I think a, a, another big problem here in America. And this can be the last point that we touch on before we close. But I think another good point is um, acceptance. And we've been talking about it pretty much the whole podcast. But in detail, acceptance from... And I'm just going to like give a specific example. Uh, while incarcerated, people who become Muslim who weren't Muslim before, they are so accepted while they're locked up that you know they're they're given all this information they have people who are loyal to them you know uh, the muslim brothers or sisters are very loyal to each other while incarcerated they stick with each other like glue you know you know they make sure everybody's taken care of everybody's got food everybody you know has money on their books has phone time so that they can call their family it's very what you would want from a Muslim community, you know? That is very Islamic. That is what our religion teaches us. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, and so I think, you know, a, a benefit that our Muslim brothers and sisters can bring to our community who maybe were incarcerated or come from an area where they have a really strong Muslim brotherhood, you know, is that 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 loyalty, that that bond, that energy, you know, that really that energy that 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 strong community comes with and we can bring that to places that don't have that strong community and we can watch it grow into something that's completely beautiful like just utterly beautiful and and um it's something that is very possible and a lot of people look at it and they think oh uh, it's too hard it, you, you know it takes too much time and nothing no is- i think it's mo- mostly about like them not caring to do it that's, uh, they just don't care. Yeah, they just don't care enough. Um, I think that's the most um, disturbing thing about it. Because it's, it's, it's mostly because they don't care enough about their re- religion to represent it that way. Um, obviously, people that are in touch with the religion, they know how you should act as Muslim. They would do that, but you don't see that as often as you'd like to and i think that's something that maybe we could all work on during ramadan is maybe we have a friend or a family member who's going through a hard time and doesn't feel like anybody's there for them and you know we all have people like that in our life and we can really you know be there for them and 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 by being there for for them we are ourselves becoming a better person and we're not doing it for the sake of um ourselves or other people we're doing it for the sake of allah subhanahu so yeah it's it's very important not to you know have good intent it's very important to have good intentions but not for the wrong reasons you know we're not doing this for ourselves we're not doing this um to make other people feel better necessarily it sounds bad but that's not why we're doing it we're doing it because it's the right thing to do you know Just one thing I want to touch on before we end, like Islam, obviously you have to work on yourself, it's your own individual path, but 
this religion teaches you so much about contributing to the to society to to other people around you i mean we talk about your neighbors we talk about charity we talk about uh taking care of your parents it's all about being you know beneficial to the people around you to your community and the prophet said the best of people are those that are the best to mankind not to yourself so obviously you have to work on yourself to get there but this religion puts so much importance on being something for other people not just for yourself and i think that's what we're going to end on is just be a better person you know for other people and not do things for self gain self monetary gain because it's not worth it it really isn't but um yeah so i guess on that we'll end and you know next week i'll have another episode up hopefully inshallah and you know we'll see how it goes from there but yes do your best and leave the rest on God.